Cold Weather Bats, what's up? This is Brandon Justice coming to you to talk about Great Lakes Bat Company. As you guys know, the show is sponsored by Great Lakes Bat Company, and you can buy a hat on their website at greatlakesbatco.com. Upon that, you can do tons of other things too. You got a team, organization, whatever it is, they got you covered. Whether it's uniforms, custom bats, custom fitting for bats, custom fungos, custom wood bats, trainers, you name it, they got it. GreatLakesBatCo.com. Before we take you into today's show, we have one little miniature extra ad for you. Uh, just to introduce uh, one of our new sponsors, Bomb Banana. Bomb Banana, seekthespice.com is where you can find them online. Uh, so four University of Michigan graduates founded uh, this hot sauce. It's a banana-based, not flavored, banana-based hot sauce. Uh, and it has taken storm. It's taken social media by storm. It's, it's absolutely blown up. It just had a feature in Forbes uh, last week. And you know the, the ceiling is the roof for these guys. They sent us a package of these sauces and... From a guy who famously does not enjoy bananas, it's good. It's good. It comes in two flavors, original and moi moi. And we have discussed on this show, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure we cover this on the show, Brian. I don't like bananas, but this banana based this banana based hot sauce, man. Uh, as you guys know, I, I'm on this weird little eat clean lifestyle. So I have this little pretty boring meal plan by my standards and the moi moi does a little bit more than spice it up, man. It gives it flavor. Uh, and it's extremely good. It's produced locally in Michigan. It's got restaurant quality flavor. Uh, it's the sauce that everybody's talking about. You can go to seek and use the code CWB for 10% off. But before we roll into their mid roll ads, which they'll be featured on every week, we wanted to give you guys a proper in- introduction about bomb banana. So again, seek discount code CWB and you get 10% off the sauce. And when I say the sauce, I mean the sauce. We got our own discount code, baby. (laughs) Welcome into episode 20. Another brand new episode of Cold Weather Bats, the only, well, maybe not only, but the podcast focused on Michigan amateur baseball. I'm one half of your hosting duo, Brian Sikowski. I'm joined, as always, by Brandon Justice, who had a tough day in the trading card business. Uh, Brandon, would you like to welcome the folks to the show with that quick little sad anecdote? Yeah, well, I appreciate you bringing that up. Um, if you hear any, if you hear any fatigue in my voice, it's been a long day. Uh, so my roommate and I are—we've talked about this. We've been doing carts, and so we've been doing this whole target thing where you wake up early in the morning and you go. And we found out that there's one in Shelby Township that does one at uh, on Mondays rather than Fridays. Every other target does Friday. So we figured, why not double dip on the week? So we went out there at a. Uh, woke up about. Six five thirty six, which to some of you is normal, to me is not. And I drove out to we drove out to Shelby. Rainy day, brutal drive. Roommate ran a stop sign on accident. Finally got there. Sat there for about an hour. By the way, there's a lot of like interesting people um, that are in cards, as you could probably imagine. You could you could probably include me in that group. And they give out numbers to you when you get there. And that's how you assume your spot in line to avoid any like, you know, confrontations, which apparently those happen. Haven't seen one myself, but apparently it happens. So we show up, we're like, yeah, not a lot of people here. We get our line, or we get our number in the line. We're like 19 and 20. I'm like, all right, well, that's not that bad. Thought we were going to be like five or six, but already it's just been a long morning, right? We go up to, we're there for about an hour and a half, go up to the target. Some worker comes out. Hey, we didn't get any stock in, so we don't have any cards today. I was like, "Are you, are you kidding me, dude?" Like, it's like a forty-five minute ride from Shel- from Gross Point to Shelby. Tons of construction. It's raining out. I know. Well, it was me, but seriously, I mean, it was it was brutal. It was brutal. It's a brutal start to the morning. Uh, so yeah, that was that was the card story of the day. So for all of those interested in an update, it's only getting worse, and I hate it here. So that's that. And with that, we welcome you into the show. 
Uh, thank yeah, welcome you for to Cold Weather Bats. Here is here is my the world's smallest violin. <laughs> thank you for joining us on the, on this our uh, our score episode. What's the how would you say that like our scoreth episode because it's twenty. Anyways, um, yeah, welcome in. It's another Super Twenty Five week. Uh, we have a brand new one for you. We are going to uh, break that down per usual, as we do every week during the season. Uh, we also have a really interesting interview coming up. Uh, that'll actually be first in the pecking order of chronology here. Uh, and that's Liam Yelsma. Did I say that right? Yelsma? Yelsma? Yelsma. That's it. Emphasize the S. I apologize, Liam. Um, that is Celine's junior lefty who... Uh, if you haven't seen it on Twitter, took down Orchard Lake St. Mary's last week on Friday um, to give St. Mary's their first loss of the season to break what was a, I don't know, 40-something-ish game winning streak, 50-something-ish game unbeaten streak. I don't, I didn't know the numbers. Either way, that's the guy who did it for Celine. Uh, we will talk to him before we break down the Super 25. Um, but before we go to that, to do some housekeeping. Obviously, please follow the show uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Cold Weather Bats. Um, the more followers we get, the better. And that's pretty much the only explanation I have for it. So please do that if you're not already. Uh, please rate, review, subscribe to the show on your preferred listening platform. That helps us out a lot in terms of getting the podcast out to more people. Uh, the more reviews and rates and comments, positive comments, please, uh, the better. And that helps us in that sense. Thank you to all of the programs and parents and coaches and players who have been tagging us and stuff on uh, on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, there is no lobbying that takes place in this process, but it does help us uh, do our jobs a little bit better. It does help us stay up to date on some things, especially with key matchups. And you'll hear us talk about several of those when we break down the, call, uh, the, the Super 25. Um, but without me talking anymore, Brandon... Did we have anything else we wanted to talk about before we go to our interview? There are hats coming soon. I, I, I'm just going to be real. I mean, why even make the prize? I, mean, I could hear, I could easily just be like, yeah, they're coming soon, and that'd be that. Uh, I have to talk to the rep at Great Lakes Bat so that we can get those rolling out. Is I just haven't yet. I've just been really busy, so <laughs> they probably could have been released by now. But you know, but whatever, they're coming. I promise you. Uh, I just have to get on top of it. And uh, we we had a donation come in so that we can release these hats. So we really appreciate the person who got those for us. I won't I won't make that as transparent as it needs to be. So, um, but we're excited about that. And you know, go ahead and uh, start saving up your twenty five bucks because soon there will be hats again. And I am currently wearing the cold weather bats hat, which is an awesome feeling. Something that Brian can't relate to because he won't come pick his up. Uh, but yeah, I, I was at, it. I was at Brandon's house two weeks ago for those asking and was not offered my own hat. Okay. But the anyway. hats came, the hats came. I don't, I, this is not, if the kids are listening, this is, this is not cap pun intended. The hats what? came the next day. Okay. You don't know what the term cap means. Do we have to have, does a, that mean like, does that mean like, no bullshit. Yeah, like capping is basically like if you're if you're capping, then you're kind of like stretching the truth. R- right. Okay. So, so what everybody else calls bullshit. Right. Yeah. Essentially. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Right. So instead of just saying no bullshit. Yeah. Okay. I got it. Yeah. We got it. We got to reinvent the wheel every generation linguistically. I understand. I understand. Exactly. It's it's mostly a meme. So. With that being said, we are now going to uh, take you into our interview segment with. Celine Hornet, class of 2022, Liam Yelsma, who, uh, as, as we talked about, beat St. Mary's last week. Uh, hope you enjoy the interview. Woo! What's up, Cold Weather Bats people? This is Brandon Justice coming to you to talk about our newest sponsor, Bomb Banana. Uh, Bomb Banana is a banana-based hot sauce, and it's got the most fun name to ever say over and over again. Bomb Banana, Bomb Banana, Bomb Banana, just like that. It was founded by four University of Michigan graduates during the pandemic, and it is produced locally in Michigan with restaurant-quality flavor. Uh, comes in two flavors, original and Moi Moi, and essentially Moi Moi is the spicier version. Uh, and that is my 
preferred one. And how do I know that? Well, Ball Banana cares so much about the integrity of their product and those who are uh, being sponsored by it that they sent us two free bottles before just to taste test and be sure that we enjoy the product before discussing it. Uh, and I can sure vouch for this product. And that's coming from someone who traditionally does not enjoy bananas. Uh, you can elevate any ballpark dish with Bomb Banana sandwiches, nachos, or any dip. You want to get crazy? Put it on a hot dog. I guarantee it'll still taste good. Seekthespice.com is their website. Use the discount code CWB for 10% off. Again, that is Bomb Banana Hot Sauce. Seekthespice.com. Use the code CWB for 10% off of the hot sauce that everybody is talking about. Welcome to the interview segment of the show. Today, we are joined by Liam Yelsma of Celine High School. He is a junior, plays his summer ball with Legacy for Coach Ryan Ford. Uh, had a pretty big win last week that we will dive into here pretty soon. But before we get there, Liam, how you doing, my man? I'm doing great. How about you? Oh, I'm doing good. Uh, we're happy to talk to you. We've got a uh, we've got a great conversation to have. You um, you were able to dethrone the unbeaten Orchard Lake St. Mary's last week in a really excellent pitching performance, complete game. Uh, you talked. We talked a little bit about a pre-show, but you know, I think we'll we'll get to a lot of your origins after. But let's get right to that game. Talk about uh, the days leading into that game when you knew you were going to pitch, what your approach was, and then how that all culminated. Well, I found out I was going to pitch uh, that Monday before the game. Um, so I had a good amount of time to know that, uh, to prepare. And uh, immediately as I found out, I knew that I'm going to get hit. You know, there's no avoiding that. I just got to, it's about how I react to that and it's about how I move forward. And luckily there was uh, not any crazy hits like that. So um, in the game, it all worked out. I was able to control the runners and only one run, which was scored on a strikeout uh, pass ball. So, you know, I uh, executed that pretty well. Liam, as, as someone who was in the opposite dugout, um, I, it was for me, man, like, I don't know how many pitches you were throwing. I, I imagine it was at least three. Uh, but it was that was kind of what was was rattling the guys as they came back to the dugout was like, you know, you're throwing curveball, curveball to start at bats or like you're going cutter curveball to start at bats and and two zero throwing breaking balls and like pit, and pitching backwards and throwing everything for strikes is like, is that kind of your your general approach to pitching? Like, is that what you want to do when you go out on the mound? Yeah, I know. Um, I'm not going to ramp it up super high or anything. And uh, I just know I got to have all three pitches working, which is a two seam curveball and change up. And, um, that's why a lot of the times you think that, uh, I'm throwing a change up when it's really just a two seam. It moves pretty similarly. Um, yeah. So if I have all those working, then I'll use them anytime in the count. So let's take, take us in that game. Give us a moment where you might've had, I wasn't there. So I, unlike Brian, I don't know, uh, what moments might've happened. So, Speak to me in the audience here, people who weren't there. Well, what moment for you was really the the breakthrough? Like, okay, like this might actually this this might actually happen. I might actually do this. Uh, maybe your back was against the wall, getting out of a jam. Maybe you had to get out of a few jams. But just take us through a, a big moment in that game for you. Well, I felt a lot more confident once I got through that first half of the lineup. And obviously, that lineup is absolutely stacked um, one through nine. So you got to give credit to everyone there. But um, I mean, getting through Mooney just getting through that top half uh that felt pretty good and you know uh coming off the first five scoreless innings i just knew i got to keep it rolling and uh i just gotta limit the damage you know they hit it i just gotta get back up there and keep pitching and uh yeah but after those probably first two or three scoreless innings is when i felt uh definitely more confident and knew that i could do it and the no walks definitely stand out you know, like I don't even remember, you know, full counts, you know, that or that many of them anyways. Um, but anyways, man, like, yeah, let, let's go back to let, let's hear the Liam story. We can get away from the uh, the the dominant performance against St. Mary's. And we, we want to hear about you more in general, man. Like what is uh, what's your baseball story to date? Like, what, tell us about summer ball. Like, uh, what are you doing in terms of looking towards uh, playing at the next level, if anything like that? 
Well, as far as the next level goes, I'm open to any level. I definitely want to play college baseball. Um, yeah, any level. It could be JUCO to D1. Um, sorry, what was the first part of the question? My bad. <laughs> no problem, man. I, I tend to ramble with these questions sometimes. Um, just like, Ed, tell us about you as a player, man. We've heard about you as a pitcher, but what's your story? Uh, you know, what? when did you start getting involved in summer ball? Like, how has your career progressed? What are you excited about? Anything like that? Well, I mean, I've been playing baseball all the way since T-ball. I'm not sure how old that is, but um, uh, as soon as I was able to start pitching, like back in rec ball when I was really young, instantly uh, from my first game, I knew that's what I wanted to do on the baseball field. Um, I was the only kid that could actually throw strikes back then, and uh, that was a great feeling. So ever since then, I've just stuck with it. Um, I definitely view myself as a primary pitcher. I'm a PO now, but Ever since I've started, I've viewed myself mostly as a pitcher just because that's what I love to do. I know you, uh, like we talked about initially when we first got you on, uh, you're playing for Coach Ryan Ford, and he's a guy who obviously had a lot of success uh, on the mound and at the plate in college. But uh, yeah. to talk about your guys' relationship and you know some of the things you might have learned from him uh, from a pitching perspective especially. Oh, man, I love Ford. Oh, he is one of the – I don't think it's fair to say who my favorite coach is, but he is just someone who I really look up to. And he's just obviously being a lefty pitcher is just something extremely um, uh, desirable about having him as a coach. And um, yeah, like he can always help me with my mechanics. If I'm struggling with a specific area. He knows what kind of pitcher I am. Um, he just, yeah, he really, um, he really just knows what kind of pitcher I am and uh, knows like how to talk to me and what I know. He knows what I need to do to improve always. So love having him as a coach. What are you looking forward to this summer? You know, like you playing with Ford again this summer. Like, do you guys have anything big on the radar that you're especially uh, excited about gearing up for? Uh, not anything uh, like one specific tournament or anything like that. I just want to have. Uh, as many good games as I can possibly have and just get a lot of exposure. Just have a great summer. Just play a lot of baseball. About it. Just play a bunch, as many good games as I can, wherever I am. Was there anything that you worked on this winter, like any anything from a development standpoint that you really hammered out or focused on, maybe even pitch design or a certain pitch that you're seeing culminate right now in the springtime, seeing it translate? Well, my changeup is definitely the most improved pitch, and I've had that in my arsenal for many years but um uh past couple years i definitely leaned more to my curveball uh but this off season i've definitely worked on it gotten a lot of better command with it and just better movement in general and also this off season was huge for me i lost a good amount of weight a lot of uh lost a lot of fat put on some muscle you know leaned out just became a better uh, athlete in general and it's definitely working for me. So take uh, take that player development track and, and move it towards this coming off season. Obviously, you got quite a bit more MHSAA baseball to play, considering Celine should have a nice long playoff run, uh, as well as playing summer ball. But after that, then heading into your senior year, what do you expect your uh, your main focus will be? Well, definitely just getting stronger and trying to get my velocity up uh, is the biggest goal, and that was uh, the biggest goal for this season and that's always just getting my velocity up and of course just you know getting in better shape and just developing you know all three pitches maybe working on a new one not quite sure uh if that would happen yet but just becoming a better athlete and throwing harder really so taking things back to celine and to high school ball for you and uh, a little bit more from a from a team standpoint uh Anybody that or any what I should say is any game on your schedule left that maybe would equal like a win would equal that of what what came last week or is there any rivals on the schedule left that you might want to take the bump against with a similar outcome? Well, anytime I pitch, I'm gonna give it my all and it's a huge game in my head no matter what. Um, I mean, anytime I'll pitch uh, after conference play or um, excuse me. In the playoffs, I guess. 
that would be just a huge game and always against Pioneer. If I got the nod, you know, there it is. Big rival of Pioneer. So, right. you know, <laughs> there had to be one, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, I got to, got to point that one out, but you know, that would be amazing to get that, to get that nod. Well, Liam, thanks, man. We appreciate you joining us. Uh, appreciate you uh, chatting with us for a while here as we got your story. We had to, we had to get you on this week's show after you took down St. Mary's like that, man. There was no other option. There was no other option for who we were going to have on. Um, so again, man, thank you for coming on. Uh, we're looking forward to following you in uh, the rest of the spring and into summer ball, uh, and we'll talk to you soon. Cool. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it, Liam. Have a good one, brother. You too. Before I send you guys home, I got to talk to you one more time about Great Lakes Bat Company. These guys know what they're doing. They know what they're doing when it comes to the materials, the bats, the uniforms, the batting gloves, the custom bats, whatever it is. But really what they know is how to communicate. They know customer service. They know realistic turnaround times. They don't lie to you, folks. They get it to you when they get it to you, and they know when that's going to be, and they are very transparent about the process. But more times than not, you get your products even before then, and it's awesome. I highly recommend Great Lakes Bat Company. Find them online at greatlakesbatco.com. Welcome back to Cold Weather Bats. Fantastic interview from, you know, Brian, I remember I texted you and I called that man, Mr. Liam, Michigan's Braveheart. I thought that was a funny reference. So he took down Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Uh, admirable job by the young man there. Uh, you know, it's baseball. It's beautiful. It's a lovely game. Uh, moving forward, we are going to get right into the Super 25 and for good reason, because it has got some movement this week in, in a big way. And we knew going into this, uh, we wanted to originally do bi-weekly to kind of avoid the weekly chaos that may, uh, may ensue. But truthfully, we thought that it would be too consistent week by week so that bi-weekly would be better for that reason. However, weeks like last week, made us think like, okay, yeah, like this is going to be a change. But weeks like this week made us think, whoa, yeah, this is going to, we're going to see a lot of changes. You know, we're going to see a whole lot of changes, especially given that so many teams are sometimes off, unfortunately. And then you have the teams that, um, you know, just working guys on weekends or whatever it may be. So there's just a Mm -hmm. lot of variables, a lot of really interesting things this week to go over. uh, And we will hop right into it. So per usual, we'll start off with the also considered section everyone's favorite intro to the super 25 and i will let brian run away with that sure the also considered section this has this features a couple teams we've had before it features a couple teams we haven't um leading off the acs livonia stevenson they had a five and one week they lost to heartland and honestly they were probably number 26 this week uh, if we were doing such things, we wanted to get them on the top 25. Just kind of ran out of room, um, but they keep winning. I'd imagine they're next man up as far as actually getting into the 25. Um, number two in the also considered, Utica Ford. That's a newcomer. Uh, they are off to a really good start this season. Hard to call it a start at this point. They're 15-2, and two, and they beat Woodhaven. Um, that's a big win for them, obviously, uh, keeping pace in, in the, the tremendous league that they play in out there, as, as Brandon can attest to. Uh, yes, that is the second piece of the also considered. The third piece, another uh, newcomer this week, that's New Lothrop, who is off to a really good, uh, se- off to, I got to stop saying that, who's having a really good season so far. How about that? We put it that way. Uh, slugger Brady Birchmeyers is hitting tanks. Uh, he's throwing well on the mound as well. He's a, he's a big two-way piece for them. Um, let's see, St. Clair, also a newcomer to the uh, Super 25 in general. They are also in the also considered category this week. And the final, also considered down from where they were ranked last week at number 17, is Detroit Country Day, who is 8-4, and four, but uh, haven't really seen like a okay, they're rolling now moment from Country Day. So uh, we'll wait to see that, and I'm optimistic that we will, uh, but as of right now, still in the also considered. So to recap, Livonia Stevenson, Utica Ford, New Lothrop, St. Clair, and Detroit Country Day. 
Yeah, Stevenson, Utica Ford, St. Clair, those are three teams that uh, we'll see this year at South. Uh, I'm not quite sure on Livonia-Stevenson um, as much as I thought, but Ford and St. Clair, yes. Already saw Ford. Uh, great team. Probably one of the better teams that Utica Ford's had in a long, had in a long time. Um, but they are they are talented. They hit the ball really well. They hit a few extra base hits on us uh, across two games. We did split with them, won the first one, lost the second. Uh, they play good defense. You know what? They had a lot of arms, too. Um, so Utica mm-hmm. Ford's a team to definitely watch. Uh, St. Clair heard nothing but great things. Haven't been able to watch them play, but heard nothing but great things on them. Uh, the Birchmeyer kid at, at Lothrop is, or Lothrop, however you say it, kid's a tank. Uh, we've seen plenty of video on that kid since last summer. Um, he's proving his point this year so far in, in, uh, in school ball. Uh, and then, like you said, I think I'm going to echo your sentiment on country day. I think they're a team that's going to find their stride. They've just had some unlucky, uh, injuries and whatnot. So I think they're a team that's going to, to bounce back, um, from there. They've just really got to find somebody to be that guy in the mount. You know, I think that's kind of like the one thing that needs to happen for them, uh, in order to kind of jump that hump and start rolling. And uh, that, that may happen soon. Uh, from there, we will hop into the Super 25, and we will treat this as we always do, 25 to 21, 20 to 16, 15 to 11, and then one by one, we will count down the top 10. Uh, so let's hit it with 25. We have Buchanan, 4-1 uh, and one last week, 14-2 and two overall. 24, we have Homer, 3-0 last week, 11-2 overall. 23, we have Howell. Howell is dropping quite a bit. They had a 2-2 two two week, uh, getting swept by Heartland, uh, and then beating Pioneer twice. They are 16-3 overall. At 22, we have a newcomer. Some folks on Twitter are going to be happy about this. Hope you're listening. Uh, DeWitt. We've got number 22, DeWitt. And I believe DeWitt is what, Coach 15-1 overall? Um, DeWitt, I'm looking right now. I'm seeing 16 and two. 16 and two. All right. I was close enough, right? Split tonight with uh, Grand Ledge and then split with Chelsea last week as well. And then speaking of Chelsea, Mm -hmm. they're at number 21, my favorite number. Uh, the Chelsea Bulldogs, uh, famously played a close game with St. Mary's, which we've brought up, I think in almost every episode, uh, so far through the super 25, they've been a team that's been always there floating around. Uh, and they are at number 21. They had a three in one week. And as we said, split with the wits and they are at 12 and three overall. So that's it for 25 to 21. Buchanan is a newcomer. Uh, DeWitt is a newcomer, Homer Howell and Chelsea all, uh, back in it. Uh, Buchanan's a team to keep an eye on. We've heard about them. We've mm-hmm. kept tabs on them. We promised we would. And uh, they are at 14 and 2 and uh, split with Lakeshore, a good team, Stevensville Lakeshore. And uh, they are a team that could continue to roll. And should they, they will continue to rise. Yeah. And they, they, they're down a couple spots this week. And like, that's unfortunate. It's just more of a product of people moving around ahead of them and having to move up ahead of them um with a four and one week it's not like we wanted to punish them but their loss was to a team who is now unranked in lakeshore so like that plays a role too uh but either way like no no shade at buchanan just kind of a moving parts issue there and like you said man DeWitt. um you know, a week ago, it it's it looked even louder than it is now. It's still at sixteen and two, and they have good wins. But like a week ago, it was twelve and zero or whatever it was, or fourteen and zero. Um, and then to lose two games this week to two good teams ranked ahead of them, nonetheless. Either way, that kind of uh, harshes the mellow a little bit for the uh, uh, Twitter uprising we had last week over them. Um, but anyways, yes, on to the next little category. I'll take 20 through 16. At 20 is Rockford. Uh, they had a 4 and a week. They're 14 and 3 overall. They stay right where they were uh, from a week ago. Number 19 is Bedford, also staying in, in their place from last week. I believe, uh, Brandon, you had mentioned earlier that they may be on some sort of quote-unquote pause. Uh, without diving into details yeah. yeah right i don't i don't have anything confirmed on that i do know that they have some guys out on that and they haven't played this week so connect some dots yeah. connect some dots uh anyways number 18 down a few spots is grand rapids christian uh they lost their first couple games of the season this past week they're 14 and 2 overall uh number 17 a newcomer this week and that is traverse city central not western uh, i was going to point that out i'm glad you did 
Um, Traverse City Central had a six and a week. They're 15 and one overall. Welcome to the Super 25 at number 17 overall. And number 16 down 10 spots, count them 10 spots, uh, Gross Point North. They had a two and three week. I have them at 10 and seven overall. I could be wrong on that. Uh, either way, Gross Point North down a bunch of spots to 16 following a th- uh, two and three week. And that takes us into 15 to 11. Uh, and then again, before we move on there, uh, Traverse City Central is a team that shot up high just because they continue to do a lot of great things uh, on the field. Obviously, they have a pretty good pitching staff there. Uh, North had a rough week, so their drop down to 16 has to do with the team that you're about to hear about uh, who swept them over the weekend and then uh, took a league loss. And then, uh, you know, apart from that, uh, you know, Grand Rapids Christian, they finally got knocked off the unbeaten board after a really nice run there. Uh, and then we'll wait and see what goes on with Bedford. And uh, that is that. So at 15, we've got Celine. Uh, Celine obviously had the big win this week, knocking off Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Uh, not to discredit any of their other wins, though. They have done a great job this year beating a lot of really good teams. Um, they did split with Northville, so that did kind of limit how much they would rise. And if you hear any insane footsteps, that's my cat Acuna running wind shuttles in my living room right now getting ready for the season uh Celine at 15 at 14 we have a newcomer big newcomer and you're probably wondering unranked to 14 yeah you better believe it Bay City John Glenn haven't lost dominated Essexville Garber a perennial top 10 team over the past couple of years and especially in our super 25 here to start uh now unranked Essexville Garber Bay City John Glenn had a little bit to do with that after mauling them for a couple of games so uh john glenn has done to garber what it's done to pretty much every team it's played this year uh so unquestionably moving up into our super 25 at 13 we have heartland heartland is 13 0 and 1 they had a 5 and 0 week it's getting hard to not put heartland in the top 10 so if the eagles have another good year or another good week this week they could see themselves in the top 10 or the single digit next to that name at number 12 we've got a team who escaped almost a loss to monroe this week it's blissfield at 15 and 1 uh they were down 5 to 2 to monroe in the late innings i believe it was the bottom of the sixth they were able to come back tie the game up and win it in extra innings and then at number 11 one of our biggest risers. We've had a lot of big risers this week, but this may be that might be the biggest one. Uh, Macomb, Dakota, who went from 16 to 11. So not a huge rise from a number standpoint, but to shoot from unranked to 16 to 11, all in the span of two weeks, uh, Dakota swept North, as we previously mentioned, they're 13 and one overall, and and they're just impressing a lot of people, including us. And they are at number 11 and another good week away from having a single digit next to their name. Definitely. Uh, and to talk on a couple of those schools that we mentioned, uh, Celine with a big week, obviously, they did lose a game, like you said, to Northville, but beating St. Mary's, beating St. Mary's, obviously, you, you earn a bump. Um, Bay City John Glenn, hard to ignore what they've been doing. Heartland, like you mentioned, man, had a 5-0 and week, but the quality of those wins were big. Um, they, they beat Howell twice, who had been ranked ahead of them. They beat Lavonia Stevenson, who we have in the also considered category. Uh, just, just you know, some really strong wins to date for them as they sit still undefeated at 13-0-1. Um, and you touched on Blissfield and Dakota continuing to rise. Hard to ignore what those schools are doing. Um, and with that, now for the special effects. Now we're into the top 10 because that effect was added, I'm sure. Anyways, number 10, uh, we teased this on Twitter a little while ago, up from number 14. Welcome to the top 10 for the first time all season, Lakeland. Uh, Lakeland turned into six in a week. They are 13 and one overall. Uh, just, hey, the fighting Farquhars, man. We're, we're doing it. We're having a pretty good season down there. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a team we talked about during the preseason and uh, we, we mentioned them in almost every preview show, draft show, whatever it was. We talked about Lakewind. Uh, oh, goodness. I said Lakewind uh, about Lakeland. It's been a long show, folks. Uh, and they are proving 
all of our assumptions about that team. Uh, so hats off to Coach Farquhar, having a great year up in Lakeland. At number nine, we've got Richmond. Uh, Richmond, a team that went three and one this week, so they did have their first loss. If you've been following along with the show, uh, Richmond had been unbeaten going into this week, and they are now fifteen and one. They're three and one uh, on the week, so it's still a really good week. They lost to Cross Lex, uh, a team that they had beaten, I believe, what was it, two other times. So uh, hard to discredit them, uh, given that so many teams are two and one in series in this, in these rankings. So hard to uh, punish them for that, especially with a 15 and one mark. So uh, Richmond stays uh, in the top 10. They actually move up a spot to number nine. Uh, number eight holding firm uh, with last week is grand blank. Uh, we kept them at number eight this week. They did. If I'm remembering the schedule correctly, start the week off with a loss to Midland, but are four and zero in the interim. Uh, I know they took down Powers twice. I forget who they played tonight, but I know they won twice. Uh, David Lally Senior tagging us on Twitter with that. I do remember you doing that, Mister Lally. I just don't exactly remember who you said Grand Blank beat. Uh, anyways, number eight, Grand Blank holding steady with last week. It was Lapeer. It was Lapeer. There we go. I would have gotten there in like 10 guesses, I think. I would have gotten there. Yeah. Uh, at number seven, we have the Pride of Down River holding it down. The only Down River team in the top 25, uh, Woodhaven. For a show that had a lot of Down River, uh, I guess, centric subjects throughout the off season. We've only got one ranked and it's Woodhaven. Uh, but for, for the right reasons, man, Woodhaven is playing a lot of really good baseball right now. Despite a couple of losses over the past couple weeks, they're three and one in the week, 13, three overall. One loss was to Utica Ford in a weekend setting uh, Ford again, a, a also considered team and they, they very well, very well may shoot up uh, next week, but Woodhaven at number seven, I believe outside of Brock Porter, there's probably nobody better on the mound. If not Brock, I mean, it's a hard time saying that I would say in a, in a Michigan baseball setting, like so far this year, if you look at the two performances of both guys, they're pretty much even, if not better than one or the other, but Ryan Chapaniak for Woodhaven has been incredible. I think if he can uh, do anything, he can lead that team to a lot of, things this year in the playoffs just because his arm is so dependable. He's had over 17 strikeouts in every start. I mean, that speaks for itself. And uh, a lot of people know the quality of opponents in down river is not what it is sometimes perceived to be in the past. Like there's a lot of quality baseball going on down river and Ryan Chapaniak has bullied through everyone. He just played Trenton, a team that we had ranked throughout the year. And this is their first week, not being in the also considered or top 25. Uh, and he mowed them down 17 strikeouts. I think he's got two no hitters on top of that. So Woodhaven at number seven. And I think that that they have that ACE that every team needs and that they're going to be able to depend on that. Not to mention they can hit the ball too. I mean, shoot CC hit six home runs on them two weeks ago and they still won the game. So, uh, yeah, really good club, man. And, and you know, shouts out down river baseball. Even if you're not ranked shouts out down river baseball, um, shout out to Taylor, Taylor, uh, baseball having a, you know, they, they don't have like a ton of wins by any means, but the, the quality of baseball they're playing at Taylor high school is much better than, than it has been in recent years. And, uh, you know, growing up down river, Brian, you can definitely understand like Taylor was always kind of like the standard, like you always wanted to play, uh, baseball as good as Taylor did in, in like little league and, and so on and so forth. And even still little league wise, Taylor does that. And Corey Farner had coach at Woodhaven knows all about that being at Kennedy as long as he was. So good to see Taylor playing some competitive ball. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm old enough to remember when Taylor High School was two high schools. Yeah, same. Um, Kennedy and Truman, <laughs> baby. <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyways, uh, you know, and we're, we don't usually do this as a special shout out to teams that we don't have ranked yet, but I believe uh, New Boston Huron's having a good season so far. They're on the radar uh, as far as the that maybe that second downriver team. Um, anyways, moving on to number six, Brother Rice. Down a couple spots here to number six. Uh, they had a three and one week. Their one loss was to De La Salle, who is not having a good season. So that is the reason for them falling a couple spots. Um, huge Wednesday upcoming for Brother Rice as the Eaglets of St. Mary's will head into um, Warrior Park. I think is the name of their, their ballpark. I think I really think that is the name of the stadium. If I'm wrong, I apologize. Uh, but yeah, so St. Mary's brother rice Wednesday, doubleheader. Um, that'll be a big one. 
excited for that. That was a hilarious transition. So, uh, yeah, Brother Rice is a team that is as talented as any in the state, uh, and they're a team who is going to, if and when they heat up consistently, um, which they have been. I mean, look at their record. 16 and four. I mean, they've been, they've been rolling pretty nicely, but playoff time comes their team that you do not want to see. I don't think by any means, especially that lineup. Uh, so brother rice at six at number five. So this is officially our top, top, top five, five, five. You're getting better at that every week. Thanks. I practice it in the shower every day. Number five, Portage central central had a great week going five and Oh, they are 14 and two overall. They are just, they're just rolling. They're just rolling. They're, they're, they're heating up. They started off just okay. I think they had one of those losses early kind of started to get a little off on them and then they've rolled and they're extremely talented team. We've been high on from the jump. Zach McDonald has like six or seven bombs by now. Luke Lito holding it down. How many other guys are on that team that are good? Hard to think of right now because I've had so many things talked about in the past 10 minutes, but I promise you Port Central is as talented as it gets in the top 25 uh, and could be a team that could compete for that, that two spot. Um, come time for playoffs. And then they're a team that I think we need to keep an eye on uh, for a state championship as well. So Uh, moving on to number four, this is our last adjustment of the list this week. As you'll see, the top three remain the same. Uh, But yes, number four, Grand Ledge actually moving up a spot. They had a five and one week. They are 15 and one overall. They split with DeWitt today. Uh, It was actually... One of the first times I can remember actively like checking Game Changer for a game that was not like a St. Mary's game when I'm not there for it, you know, um, or a St. Mary's JV game maybe. But yeah, Grand Ledge and DeWitt split today. Uh, I guess it was really good games. It, I think this it was like six to two and eight to seven or something like that. Like two really good games between two really good teams. Um, so even with a loss, we did decide to bump Grand Ledge up a spot to claim that number four spot, uh, which right now, as if you go back several weeks, you know, one, two, three have kind of held firm, uh, and Brandon will, will take you through number three here in a second. But uh, yeah, Grand Ledge up a spot to number four. They're playing extremely well. Yeah, we've been saying this, I think, on a couple of teams so far through the the super 25, but there's been some teams that we've continued to be high on that. We've kind of limited how high we wanted them to get until they started to do some more things. And Portage central is one of those teams. And Richmond was one of those teams. And Lakeland was one of those teams. And Blitzfield was one of those teams. And now, uh, grand ledge was, is a team that was one of those big ones for a while. And now they're, uh, hitting close to their ceiling at number four, uh, being only three spots away from that top spot. So, uh, good for the, what, I don't know what their mascot is, but we're going to call them the ledgers at number three, again, holding firm as they have been is, is that funny coach? The ledgers. Yeah. yeah thanks. That was funny. I, yeah. Thanks. I crack whenever <laughs> they, so tag, often. they tag us in every tweet they send and, and we can't recall their mascot. Uh, at number three, we've got Liggett, uh, Liggett holds firm. Liggett, continues to do great, but I think they had arguably their most impressive weekend, uh, mercying Portage Northern twice. I know Portage Northern isn't as, uh, up as it was when it won that state title a couple of years ago, but all the same to do that, uh, from Lickett's perspective, playing in as a perceptive weaker league, typically speaking, um, to be able to do that and kind of make a statement midweek was a, was a big deal for them. So they're at 16 and two overall, the quality of those two losses, very good. I also want to point out that I did make a mistake last week's episode by saying that they had lost to Edison. They hadn't played Edison. Uh, I just misread that. So bad read on my part, taking ownership and being wrong there. Um, but 16 and two overall for Liggett, they continue to rise. Uh, I will let Brian take you to number two. Uh, the Grand Ledge Comets, by the way, for those asking. So the much Grand cooler Ledge than Comets. Ledgers. So much cooler than Ledgers. Yeah, the Comets are way cooler than Ledgers. Um, anyways, up to number two. Uh, we are staying with Detroit Edison here at number two. They are 10 and 0. And I am told, though... Uh, Game Changer and the website and the Twitter account, uh, you know, have failed me, but I am told through some back channel sources that they will play this week. Um, I believe they're playing Stevenson on Thursday is what I was told. Anyways, uh, good to see Detroit Edison back. We've kept their number two spot in the rankings warm because uh, try as I might, I can't justify dropping a team who's not playing to no fault of their own. 
but anyways, yeah, Detroit Edison at number two, but now the, uh, I, I don't know, like the, the grace period is over. Like, that's a dumb way to say that, but like, all right, gotta, gotta keep winning to stay at number two is where I'm at with that. Yeah. I mean, the, the quality of wins there and those, and those 10 wins is really good. I mean, be both, beat both gross point teams. Um, you know, they didn't beat Liggett, obviously they haven't played them, but South and North, um, they got a couple big wins in there and I just, I think it's hard to ignore what Addison's done despite the pause. Uh, and then we move on to our top spot and Orchard Lake St. Mary's, uh, did take its first loss of the year, losing to Celine two to, was it three to two coach? Two to one, two to one. All right. Two to one final, uh, in Orchard Lake and Celine. Uh, I do not apologize for asking you to score and getting it wrong on purpose. Uh, that is the, <laughs> so the top spot is, uh, still St. Mary's and I think that's completely justified. They They've done more than enough to um, to basically make that make that their spot until further notice. Uh, again, obviously, there's a lot of things that can happen if they drop more games in the future. Um, but as of right now, at 23 and one, they've beaten that the quality of wins is just beyond anyone else's by far. Um, and it's baseball. That's the beauty of baseball. Is you know we always say anybody can be anybody on any given day. Um, so hard to punish a team for losing one in twenty four tries. So Orchard Lake St. Mary's sticks at number one. And you you guys heard from Liam uh, Liam Yelsma earlier from Celine who who took us down and, and like for the sake of like the this perspective. I mean that's what happened. Like that dude pitched his balls off. Um, we had several base runners and could not get a big hit. They played really good defense. Their shortstop, whose name escapes me right now, is a really good player. Um, I'd like to apologize to him for that, Celine shortstop. Uh, yeah, really good player. Like We kept beating balls into the ground of the six hole and like could not catch one break because he's making play after play after play. Uh, Liam kept pounding the zone, just did not walk anybody, ruthlessly threw strikes with three different pitches. Um couldn't get fly balls out of the yard on that day. And as you know, it's, uh, you know, hitting the ball over people's heads is, is a key tenant of the St. Mary's offensive philosophy. And when you can't do that, you need to find a way to adjust. And we could not, and we lost. And uh, that's that's what happens. But uh, I think if you ask anybody, um, going undefeated is certainly cool and would have been a goal and would have been awesome. But uh every single goal that we still have is still in front of us. So either way. And that is that for the CWB super 25 edition, whatever Uh, we're in episode 20. So we haven't had 20 rankings, but all the same zero, all the same. That is it for this week's super 25 uh, of May 4th. Again, this is through Monday's games. So if you played Monday, your game was considered so long as it was reported somewhere. Uh, so if you are listening to this on Tuesday and you just um, beat the Yankees where we didn't know, so didn't count it. Uh, all that being said, please don't get mad at us on Twitter or you can, doesn't really matter. You can. We, always, yeah. we always consider everyone's opinion and any engagement is good engagement because everyone can see what you're applying to and that's good for us. So that is it for the super 25. Brian, any comments on this week's rankings? Yeah. Um, again, as we've noted, I am the old guy of the show and that's fine. Uh, you had to explain what cap meant. Um, but I will say, I will say that, uh, if you like what we do, and I'm speaking specifically to the high school baseball players who listen to the show, follow us on Instagram and then like share the weekly graphic that Ryan Mooney does a great job on, by the way, like share it in your story, man. Like, l- l- you know, help us out a little bit. I think that'd be pretty cool. It'd be awesome if you guys would do that for us. Um, but now that I'm done shamelessly asking for attention from teenagers, uh, <laughs> 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 when you break it down that way. <laughs> oh, goodness. This is, I said, um, oh, man, amateur, amateur baseball. It's something. What, what do you got this week, coach? What's, what's the high have this week? Oh, baby. It's a great question. It's a great question, coach. Uh, so, the, what Coach Greasebaum would want me to say and what I should say um, is that we have league action this week. 
and we have Utica Eisenhower. We've got three games against them. Our, our Monday affair was canceled due to the weather, hoping that we get our Tuesday game in. So we have three very important league games. Uh, it's, it is um, integral that we win these games uh, because it will up our standings in the league and we prioritize uh, winning the league. Uh, and then on Saturday, we play against a school called Gross Point North. And according to my sources, this, this is a, a bitter rivalry. Um, and it's going, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I have no idea what to, I don't I have no clue what to expect. No clue. I have absolutely no, you guys want me to be real right now? Like I have no idea what's going on. I'm getting into no idea. Like, uh, apparently it's going to be crazy, uh, which is sweet. I'm really excited to be a part of that environment. I hope that it's like all in good fun though. You know, like I hope that it doesn't get, you know, ugly or anything. I just hope that we play ball, uh, and, and be competitive, but you know, crosstown rival these kids know each other they grew up together they played ball together so from just like a player versus player standpoint um it'll be personal um in good ways though you know it's going to bring out the competitive competitiveness in everybody and and heck man i mean we don't really spend a whole lot of time getting off my lawn jokes on here but like nothing's wrong with being competitive and having some chippiness and having some fun on the Mm -hmm. field you know So, so long as it's all in good fun and there's no issues beyond that and I, and I hope that's what this game is um, but I know that's why you asked so I gave you the right answer uh, we got north it's north week so it'll, it'll be fun but we will see them again in playoffs uh, we see them in the district so uh, you know that's that's uh, that's not something that we're looking forward to right now we're gonna get there when we get there um, but for this week we're focused on Eisenhower I'm really excited to get after it in the, in the Mac and hopefully improve our league record and then uh, looking forward to Saturday for my first north south game to see what that experience is like uh, as a man who knows nothing of north south um, and stays more or less comfortably insulated in the Catholic League um, I can sp- I can speak to hated rivalries I can speak to uh, all in good fun chippiness that everybody enjoys. I can also speak to when a school and its players absolutely despise you and make it known and get we get weirdly flexy on Twitter about it. Um, and I, I, as again, again, as a, uh, just a impartial observer, I've noticed that that's a thing with North South. Um, don't know. Don't know where I stand on 40-year-olds flexing on Twitter about players on there. Anyways, moving on from that, you want to just wrap up the show um, before before we go too far. Um, but anyways, yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for listening to the show. This has been episode 20 of Cold Weather Bats. Um, yeah, I'm Brian. That's Brandon. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Cold Weather Bats, and uh, we'll see you at the ballpark, and we'll talk to you next week. Have a good week, Michigan.